and welcome to Comagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And I'm Alex Trebek. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was good work. Yeah. Uh, all right. Today we are looking at the Sean Connery, Alec Baldwin film based on Tom Clancy's global bestseller, The Hunt for Red October in October, celebrating its 30th birthday but first as always we answer the most pressing question of every episode what are we drinking this episode i'm drinking uh four roses <laughs> small batch select it's excellent i made myself some hot cocoa because i was feeling sleepy show the um, mug though the mug is oh cool. and jim's baymax baymax mug Baymax. And he Baymax. has levels, so like if you if you look inside him, it shows you his battery level. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so we're I'm I've just made it past the frowny face to like almost ready to talk, and then I've got my two robbers on deck. Oh, two we're robbers. down to like 14, to 14 robbers. Yeah, I thought you had set of in the two robbers uh, last okay. week. I had a lot of robbers. That is a lot of crime. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of crime going I've, on. I've been well, on that, detox wait, for the past few wait, days though. That is Philadelphia, right? Isn't only bad things yeah. happen in Philadelphia. I've that's had three dry days. I think the, that's my first three dry days since quarantine started. Yeah. The um there's now a gritty t shirt. It's just gritty's face and it says bad things happen here. <laughs> I love it. Uh I am drinking Lost Sailor IPA oh, in that's honor of our yeah. uh film. Uh from the Berkshire Brewing Company. Berkshire Brewing. Berkshire. Very Brewing. nice, very nice. Uh, all right, it's fact check time. Last week we did a truly wonderful film. Yep, we did a great Hell movie. Hell or High Water. I think one of our maybe favorite viewings of all time. Perhaps. I I agree. It's it's yeah. Um, a few fact check things. We had mentioned this briefly. It was Oscar nominated, but I, we didn't go into all the Oscar nominations. It was nominated for four Oscars, including Best Picture. Uh-huh. Best Supporting Actor for Jeff Bridges, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Film Editing. I feel like Cinematography should have been nominated. Yeah. I feel like Ben Foster probably should have been nominated. Uh, and probably a lot of other, like, production design probably should have been nominated. I, uh, I'm surprised because when I think about this movie, I sort of, I can't get away from thinking about it as a Western and when I think about it compared to something like Unforgiven, I think this is a better movie. Oh, absolutely. I think Unforgiven but, is a great, great movie, but I think this is a, is something special. We've we've talked before, though, about, I mean, all all of the things regarding the Oscars, yeah. but it, it, it's you you can only compare it against the movies of its year, right? Yeah, and but so, even, even compare true. it to something like um, what was No Country for Old Men, I think this yeah. is way better. Agreed. Way better. Agreed. So. All right. Um, and we were talking about, is it a heist? Is it a Western? It officially billed itself. I looked this up as an American neo-Western heist crime oh, film. That's all of the things. Yeah, they just picked them all. They just didn't that's say, just throw it. say throw. is it in the MCU? Yeah, throw Throw it, throw it in there. That's what they call a monster cookie. Yeah, yeah it's which a little is bit of everything. everything that you've the got. kitchen sink. Yeah. Uh, okay, we have breaking news. Oh, gosh. Again, breaking news. Sam the Eagle. This is, this is breaking news. Com Majors has seen a 56% jump in reviews. We have four in now. the past month. A 56% jump and a 33% (laughs) jump in ratings. Thank you, Patrick Morgan and Scott Mullen. You know what that, you know what that, that was just for Brian. Four. Four. (laughs) It's my uh, Gene Hackman. Yes. Um, So that. Yeah. Hoosiers. Yes. Hoosiers. Very good. Four passes. Very good. Uh, So thank you, commentors. Good job, commenters. Um, yeah, thank you we, very we much. We are enjoying that. We, that uh, you know, it helps the show. It really, you. it really helps us. Major thanks. Um, major thanks. Major thanks. <laughs> um, you know, it helps us get the word out there and 
you know, hopefully we're going to show up on some really big people's radar very soon. And we'll be, happening. we'll be, we're, we're, uh, no. I mean, we, we are, have we are made in tens of dollars. We're just going to keep having fun and eventually um, stop having fun. Yeah. That's yes. <laughs> we have made over 2,000 cents okay. on this. All podcast. right. Moving I on. Moving on. Um, we have more breaking oh, gosh. news. Oh. Major dad. <laughs> Major dad. Um, Last week, we had breaking news that Pale Reason was back for a live show. Mm -hmm. This week's breaking news is that if you are unable, let's say, to enter the state without having to quarantine for 14 days after visiting, Mm -hmm. so you can't come to the show, you can now watch Pale Reason live on the 118 North facebook live feed yeah so, um October and for 23rd. those that don't know which might be all of the people um pale reason was jim's first band mm. and now they're reunited and it feels so good i mean just like they every, every once in a while they get every together. that was two years I, ago I, I, every yes. two years they play together one more time yeah yeah it's kind of like cicadas they come out every. There's a cycle, yes. cyclical. Yeah, a cycle to them. I'm ready Some to go people back get scared at this point. I'm ready. Some to go people back turn into a shell of themselves. <laughs> I want to go back shell underground. The former the, self. the cicada killers. There's a larva. <laughs> There's an empty shell. Yeah. Listen, right. we're dealing with a lot of stuff. Lantern bugs, flies. Whatever I can take the are. insect metaphor pretty far. Um, All right, let's just do let's this. Let's do it. Here, right, we here we go. Here we go. Rundown time. So I did a real rundown and it feels super boring. Yeah. So then after I did the real rundown, I just did like, um, what 15 words would I use to describe this movie? And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to do that instead. Plane, submarine, whale, submarine, America, Russia, helicopter, rafts, submarine, cigarette, Explosion, ocean, river, brotherhood, fishing. Pretty good. <laughs> I know. Pretty the, good. the only thing I'm questioning is whale. Was there a whale? Oh, well, it was the, the beginning where they're learning how to use the sonar. It's uh, yeah. the, the training to differentiate between yeah. organic right. and non-organic material. You know, and yeah. so they're listening to the whale whales. Sex? Yeah. yeah, they're listening to the like whale, whale sounds. Yeah. I enjoyed that joke. part. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So Hunt for Red October. Yeah. My selection. Mm-hmm. A film I had enjoyed 30 years ago. Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably have not seen much. Uh, big Tom Clancy fan of the old Tom Clancy stuff. So uh, when I realized it was the 30th anniversary of being released, I thought now might be a good time to revisit it. And I was pleasantly surprised to be honest with you i had remembered enjoying it and i thought it held up pretty well compared to some of the films that we have watched and then gone back and rewatched, and that have not held up very well mm-hmm. agreed we are, are lucky enough to be joined by a major fan of this movie apparently in scott mullen he is yeah. quoting this movie left and right as in, we speak in the chat yep yep it holds up, it he does. says, with three periods. It's really funny because this movie, as I watched it, I realized that it is, um, like Katie said, if you were to describe the plot, it is not an action movie. This is really a drama. Um, and I guess technically maybe a heist movie. Um, I was going to say that. Is that it's is a low-key heist. Yeah. Is yeah. this the biggest heist? Very subversive biggest thing heist. ever stolen in a film? Yeah. Turbulence. A nuclear oh. submarine? I missed a good word. Sorry, Patrick Morgan. You're right. I should have had turbulence. It is not um, an exciting. If you were to think about movies, the plot is not very exciting. I think they get away with it here because they do. They make even mundane things in this movie seem very tense and Mm -hmm. they do a really good job of that. 
Um, it is not an action movie, and that that's great because I don't I don't particularly like action movies. They're just around for action. I think the story here carries carries the movie, and it it does keep you sort of intrigued. And they show you some, and I don't know how real this stuff is. Yeah. Do we have any um, uh, submarine operators? No, but I will say that my uncle Bob, who worked for the mm-hmm. NSA, has mm-hmm. always said that Tom Clancy is like one of the writers to truly sort of, you know, embody like what that life is like. Mm. Um, and so, you is know, is Tom Clancy supposed to be the Jack Ryan character? <laughs> No, was, he, I don't think was he was he ever like, former military who started he, he writing books. He might have been former military, but but he was an insur- running an insurance corporation. Yeah, actually, when he wrote this, yeah, and so it's um, yeah, I, I love them showing like how sonar, how they work with sonar, and how you know the different things on the submarines sort of work, and and how those tactics are important and distinct. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Um, we, we have some dynamite drop-ins here that this movie would have been better only if Jack Burton had a cameo as the sub driver. <laughs> Somebody break that down for me. It's uh, Jack Burton. Oh God. Oh, 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 I know you this. Know? I know this from big trouble in little China. Yeah. Kurt yes. Russell. Yes. Mr. Burton. I that would have been would, awesome. I agree, it Scott. Have, it would have been cool if David Lopan had his own like submarine <laughs> and was oh, like, oh my God. Just the Please, can we around. remake this movie? You know what's funny? Doesn't David, crossover Big doesn't Trouble? Doesn't David Lopan play like a like a? Um, I think he plays like a Japanese general in something. The same actor. He he does. He hmm. plays. I think he also is in. He might be in another Sean Connery movie. Actually, I think he might be one of the bad guys in Rising Sun, okay. the Michael Crichton one with Wesley. So I'd have to double check that, but I think he was. In that I, Jim, kind of agree with you. And here's the interesting thing with Tom Clancy. I always find in my mind, even though the material is wildly different, Tom Clancy is kind of like uh, Tolkien in the sense that I feel like an adaptation has to be done perfectly because Mm -hmm. to read their stuff, there's so much detail in it, you know, like Tom Clancy novels are not easily accessible to your average person. Hot take on this. This movie and those novels are not written for women. Right, right. And so like, (laughs) no, but they are. No, yeah, yeah. And I know that I've said in the past, you know, it doesn't really need to break down to gender. This does largely. Yeah. This movie's not for ladies. It's very technical. (laughs) Yes. And I would imagine the book is is a hundred times more so. Even more, more, so. Yeah. Even more, more so. Yeah. I could appre- I appreciated this movie. This yeah, is well, not no, a movie not that me. I would like rewatch. Right. It's right. not. It's not for. It's not for me. It's not my cup of cocoa. Yeah. But I appreciate it. And Sean Connery's Silver Fox, though <laughs> questionable morals and. I will say person. though, and, and Pat Morgan and Chat brought up Tim Curry. I think he's the worst part of this movie. I agree. He his whole affect in this movie just doesn't. He doesn't fit. Weird. He doesn't, he doesn't fit fe- for me. It he, doesn't feel legit. He doesn't seem like a, a like a naval doctor. No, everybody else on that ship feels believable. Yeah, except for him. You I, and well, maybe funny, that's the like, thing. Maybe he's supposed to feel like the uh, like he's supposed to feel to be the traitor. I don't know. Yeah, like, I think that's right? sort of what they're going for. But, maybe throw like a red herring in there. Yeah. But he, yeah, like I, I no, and I think it's just the, the baggage that Tim Carey carries with him as an actor. It's sort of hard to look at him and go, "That's not Tim Curry. right? You th- yeah. yeah, you think Broadway. Yeah, and I struggle with that with Sam Neill to some extent a little bit, Is even though he was very good. Yeah, Rocky Horror. Yeah. Oh, I th- see. I thought he was pretty. Yeah, I had I the same was- problem with Sam Neill. What, what's interesting to me, and I, I think that this is easily the best Clancy adaptation. I, I To me personally, I, I think this is much better. And I liked Patriot Games and I like um, clear you know, and some danger. of clear and present danger is good. Is that the, the Irish? Is that no, the, the Patriot Games is the Irish one, and uh-huh. then the other ones in Colombia, and then you have some of all fears, which was updated, and Ben Affleck comes in. Oh, I never and then saw you that. Do that really, 
really bad Chris Pine, Jack Ryan, which they tried to modernize. And then oh, you have yeah. John Krasinski doing Jack Ryan on Amazon, which is, again, a very different one. Yeah. I think this most closely meets what a Tom Clancy novel is. And I think the casting was good for that because you think of it as a Jack Ryan movie, like they sell them as Jack Ryan novels, but Jack Ryan by and large is probably in no more than 30% of the novel itself. You know, it's not like one of those book characters where almost every scene involves him. Tom Clancy wrote, all these different characters, you'd be bouncing all over the world. So I think the casting in terms of how they did it, I mean, Tim Curry was definitely, I think, not well cast, but everybody else from yeah. Scott Glenn is the sub captain for the US, great. Courtney there Vance. There are a lot of people in this. But that's what I mean. And I think that's what you need to do. When Harrison Ford comes in and takes over the role in Patriot Games and in Clear and Present Danger, it really becomes a vehicle for Harrison Ford. Yeah, like the, it, there's, like the it's indistinguishable. Was. Yeah, you you don't even think about it as being like different than like Air Force One. He's yeah, not I playing mean, Jack Ryan. He's just doing well, his in thing. In essence, it's kind of funny because Jack Ryan becomes the president of the United States. And I was always <laughs> like, is Air Force One, they could have just called it a Jack Ryan movie and made it Jack Ryan as president. And that would have been Air Force One. Same thing with Ben Affleck. When he did Some of All Fears, it was like a Ben Affleck vehicle. You know, it wasn't about the stories as much as this one was. And there's obviously changes because Clancy wrote massively long books, just yeah. like Tolkien did. But the essence, I think, and the core of who the characters were and what the story were are what carry this movie. Because it's not, you would think it's an action movie, right? Somebody might sell it. You'd think, oh, it's a sub movie. It must have all this fighting and this action. And it's fairly minimal. Yeah, it's really only the end. Just the end, you know, the end action sequence. And there, I the, I did stop folding laundry and checking my email during the scene with the torpedoes. That was tense. Yeah, there, there's a lot of things that are tense in this movie. And I was saying to Katie, like, even something like when Jack Ryan gets flown out to the submarine mm-hmm. and dropped on top. Like, in any other more modern movie, that would sort of not even be covered. But they they, they show you why it's treacherous, which is... There's crazy wind. The water is freezing cold. If you're in that water for what do you say? Four, four minutes. minutes. Four, minutes. four minutes. You'd be dead. They um, had to fly light. They had to fly light. So they had barely enough gas to get back. Um, also, because of whatever they're dealing with, the static electricity is crazy. So they can't touch him with the pole or, you know, you see that giant shock, which is crazy to think about. Um, and also he is a swinging from a moving vehicle right 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 so yeah. like he he is a weapon he's a right like as, as he, yeah. right exactly to to the folks that are on the sub yeah that was a great that was a great scene that was that was an action scene yeah and yeah. and and if we think about that in covered in any other movie it's like they just drive by and jump out the plane and swim to the submarine it's like yes that's not how shit works and tom clancy does not abide skimp that. on that stuff yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he's not gonna pretend like these guys aren't doing amazing things and and show you those real things rather than like exaggerate other things right so like i don't know it's it's hard to describe but i think anybody who watches this movie and doesn't feel excited at different parts is is lying because i think it is a super tense movie in Mm -hmm. certain parts and again it doesn't have over-the-top action it's not that kind of movie um but it kind of i think I think I'm more desensitized to like those over the top action movies, yeah. something like John Wick, where like I'm like, oh, okay, this is not tense for me because there's no stakes. It's just kind of crazy. And then you see something like this, and the plot and the character development and and sort of the the intricacies of like what they're trying to do become so tense that you kind of are hanging on each scene. I also think in modern time, we probably wouldn't even have needed to push much more modern. I think this movie would have been 
of a lower quality, even if it was filmed five or six years later yep. with advancements in CGI. <sighs> and they would have tried to over rely on like a sub battle or showing us yeah. more of the sub from the exterior. They show just enough of it to sell you on what's happening in the sub right. so that you don't need to see so much of the exterior of the sub. I thought they, he, they had the perfect balance of seeing that and the use of models and the way they did it. Yeah, I think that's important, too, because the characters don't see what's going on out there. Right. So they're not they're blind to what's going on in the water. You know, so they they kind of keep you in that in that area and, and allow you to hear. They'll show you they'll show you the torpedo and, and that it's coming, but they don't really give you a perspective of how close it is to the sub. They're just having someone in the sub saying like, you know, 800 meters, 600 meters or 600 yards, whatever, um, which is interesting. They use yards in, in instead of meters. Yeah. Anyway, I, that, that, I, I don't know. I wouldn't. I couldn't tell you that. I mean, I, I what I found super interesting about this is this is from John McTiernan. Yes. Who also did Die Hard, yep. which was an episode from longer that like when I look back, I didn't realize how long ago it was. We actually did Die Hard. Oh, but this John, was his, John McCain. John McCain. Still here. He's still um, there. I was going to I was going to make a new poster, uh, Hunt for Red October with mm -hmm. David Charvet. Yes. I thought that might have been really <laughs> could was, have been interesting. casting. He was week. he was right there. If, if they couldn't get Alec Baldwin, David Charvet was the next call. What's funny is I haven't seen this movie since, I don't know, 90s, I guess. What, did um, your parents like this movie? This, oh, yeah, this yeah. struck me as so a, this a is current the thing. family. I film right saw here. all of those movies that you referenced that were made in like the 80s and 90s. What What was the first? Is this the first one? Yeah. The top? Okay. Yeah. Oh, what, yes. So what year was this? This was 80. This was, this was 90. Okay. Um, I certainly never read any of the books. I certainly did not know no. that there was like a through line between those movies. And I don't think my parents read the books either. They were just... Movies that we watched. Mm -hmm. Can I well, tell you that I probably didn't even notice they had the same character names in them? Yeah. yeah. Well, here's totally. the thing about this movie. This movie, I feel like, is very showable to like a 10 year old. Sure. Well, Do you I, know mean, what I mean, you miss most of the stuff that's going on, but yeah. But I mean, you can watch the watch sub it. and it's sure. like action going sure. on. And there's not like, there's no nudity, there's no. No, no, absolutely Super crazy violence. No, yeah, these were, uh, you know, these were the movies you could show your kids in the 90s. Mainstream. Sure. So John McTiernan. So we were saying directs Die Hard and then goes to this. What I think he did a great job of in these two movies is setting up the John McCain. McCain. Our John McCain. Uh, McLean is in obviously tons more of Die Hard than Jack Ryan is in this. But he is able to establish kind of like an everyman quality in an extreme situation, but build the tension of that situation. So we're not feeling like the character is superhuman. Mm -hmm. Like John McCain, uh, McLean in the first. <laughs> I've done it guy, to you. Well, I'm I've looking done at it. Um, but he's just a regular B cop mm -hmm. in the first Die Hard. He yeah. turns into like a cyborg in the later films. But that's what it is. And and Alec Baldwin, this isn't every person and the, the construction and the way he does that character. And it's interesting because there are some parallels, I think, between the two films, like how you see them at the beginning of the movies, you know, with the kids or I'm going to see my wife and they have big teddy bears and all these things. Both of them, they do those little moments at the beginning before they put them in this kind of mm -hmm. gauntlet. But it does enough that you feel invested in these guys mm -hmm. And that they're not they're not in it's not an MCU movie where right. it's going to be like Iron Man and none of this is going to be a challenge for him. Yeah, there, there are actual stakes being established for him. Katie still takes Die Hard. Yeah, that's fine. I still love Die Hard. Um, oh, yeah. oh I, Die Hard's a better movie than this, but I'm not saying that. They, but I, they, like, I think there's some parallels between mm -hmm. how crafted the movie. Yeah. there And there's a lot in this movie that with an unskilled director just would not have worked because. There's no antagonist until the last 10 minutes of this movie. Stellan really? Skateboard. Like, to the sub. Stellan Skateboard. It's really just them trying to figure out how to communicate with each other and not screw this up. 
and whether they should trust each other for, you know, two, three quarters of the movie. And then Stellan Skateboard comes out of nowhere and wants to fight. And he's got a cook (laughs) that wants to do stuff. Um, Remember me? I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, when you think about that, again, like, to, to read it out loud or, like, think about it. It doesn't work. It's like, no, this movie is going to be dumb. But they pulled off and they pulled off really well, I think. And the direction, like, I don't know if I was looking too much into this, but they they did make Stellan Skateboard his (laughs) all of his scenes were sort of like that Dutch angle thing. And like Mm. they made him look like a little unhinged um, and so claustrophobic compared yes. to the American sub, which that was another thing. The American sub looked like uh, like the inside of a hospital. It was so bright and lit up. And then you go to the Russian sub, it was like, this is where we mine coal. <laughs> like it was so dark. Well, that's one of the things they did. They gave each one a color. I think yeah. the, the Dallas, the US sub was red. The October was blue. And then I can't remember what the other one was because there was concern hopping from sub to sub, you know, would that get confusing? Yeah, so they attempted to do were. a different light color for each one. So at the moment when Sean Connery and Sam Neil, Neil, Sam Neil. Um, go into, no, it wasn't Sam Neil. Who's the guy that it, he the, kills? It the was the, um, the political officer. officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Firth okay. from the amazing show Spooks, yeah. a.k.a. Excellent. MI5, which... Uh, our good friend Tess worked on. Uh, excellent. So Tell me his name the, again. Peter Firth. Peter Firth and Sean Connery yes. go into the cabin to chat. Up until that point, all the Russian has been in closed captions, right? Like, so right. We've, yes. we've had Russian yes. being spoken. And yes. so they go in there and they do like a soft dissolve. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly they're both speaking English. Yeah. Yes. And I thought at that moment, I'm like, Oh, that's really nice of the filmmakers. They've just, they did the, um, the Wayne's World dissolves yes, and said, of, yes. we're not going to make you read the closed captioning yeah. for the rest yes. of the film. We're going to pretend that these people are speaking English. And that's what I thought was happening at first. It is what happened. <laughs> no, I thought that they were, because then they said they're not really, he's not really Russian. No, so, that's exactly what happened. That is exactly what happened. Yeah. No, that is exactly <laughs> what No one happened. else in the movie speaks Russian from that point forward. Okay. Yes. Okay. You're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. But then, that so was... when they went over to the American side and they were like, well, he's not really Russian. Then I was like, oh, maybe he is all of a sudden just speaking English. No, he no. was from, uh, I forget where this, Lithuania. Latvia? Lithuania. Yeah. Yes. But, but they, t- they t- changed on the word Armageddon and that was purposeful. Like, Okay. Switch because okay. he's reading the Bible and he says Armageddon and that's when it uh. switches over from Russian to English. Which thank God. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I did enjoy a little bit that they got the idea. Okay, these are the Russians, but then made that choice. A lot of films wouldn't do that. They would just start with every. By the way, two things that happen with every Russian in a movie: uh, they always spe- they're always English actors playing Russians speaking Russian with an English accent. And literally the soundtrack for every movie involving the Russians are the same Russian <laughs> opera. It's always the same. No, watch it. It's Russian like a ballet or something. Right? Yeah, it's always the Bolshoi yeah. ballets. Every yeah. film using a Russian will use. You know who they could have that. used in this movie? Um, Kristen Wiig playing the Russian woman on, set on the it's weekend. Not Kristen Wiig. Oh, no, it's not. It's um, Kate McKinnon. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see her on the sub. <laughs> they, what they really needed some women in there. Well, I mean, let's be honest. This up. was the '80s, so like there, there were, were no, no women. women on those subs. <laughs> no, there, literally, there yeah. weren't. So, I mean, the one thing I would say about this is there's obviously I, this is kind of like when we talked about Caddyshack, and we're like, well, look, there's no representation. There's not. That is kind of what it was. And even when they Mm -hmm. filmed it, so this came out in 90. So they were filming it in 89 as the Berlin Wall is coming down. Mm -hmm. It was like almost an instantaneous historical film. You know, it was it was a Cold War film when the Cold War was coming to an end. You know, it's supposed to be 84. So in Reagan's America in 84 and in Russia, is that what these things would have been? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, and um, I think that that is limiting in terms of what they are. And the one thing I would say about Clancy's writing is, and this isn't one because it didn't fit in. He did always have his wife play a really pivotal role. And Ann Archer takes over the role when Harrison Ford um, takes it over. And she does play a bigger role in both of the other movies. Mm. So he did have female characters that were pretty strong and great, including in his later novels, some really awesome Secret Service uh, which was were women, which was pretty cutting edge for the time. I appreciated that, he wrote it. that this film made in 1990 uh, had people of color in yeah. it, which was which more Tom, than you could which, see which in Tom many Clancy movies did. up until yeah. 1990. And you know, some of those characters, like Jonesy, becomes a big character in his other books. So I didn't so remember Alec Baldwin from this film when mm-hmm. we were talking about it. I was like, oh, Sean Connery and and James Earl Jones. Like those those are the people that I remember from this movie. I did not remember that Alec Baldwin was. How could you forget character. that turtleneck sweater he was wearing? Right, so people Whoa. think... Can I wear that? It was aggressive. It was aggressive. I don't get the Alec Baldwin a... thing. Oh, I why like people him on, like him? Yeah, I get him on 30 oh, no, Rock. Like, I, I never enjoyed him until 30 Rock. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And I, yeah, whatever. He's he's whatever yeah. <laughs> to me. I, I thought he was good in this role. I, I, mm-hmm. I again, I think he was what he needed to be. Mm-hmm. I think... If I had to pick the Jack Ryans, oh, it's I, him. It's him. I think. Yeah. Again, I I do like John Krasinski's take on it on TV, but it's a wildly different. It, it's not really Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan in a lot of ways. Because well, that's it's, crazy. It's too, modern. Right. It's but, too modern. Like you need to, Jack Ryan of Tom Clancy was very much a cold war analyst character right and 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 to to change that changes a lot of who he is and i think baldwin plays it really well and i love harrison ford unlike jim uh, who doesn't like harrison ford movies other than indiana jones and um star wars and i kind of get it like when i was thinking about like those roles it had to be about harrison ford and as i'm watching alec baldwin's performance there's definitely it's definitely alec baldwin those mannerisms and things but this was young alec baldwin so but i did think it was more that was jack ryan i wasn't thinking okay this is a harrison ford movie that just so happens to be using the title of a tom clancy i I just always feel like harrison ford outside of those two movies is playing like a watered down version of those two characters. Like it's never something unique in a new way that makes me go, Oh, he's totally trying something different. I think maybe what lies beneath is the only one, which, and, and maybe I need to watch more, but as far as I remember, that's the one where he's sort of, you know, a totally different kind of character um, well, I mean, Blade Runner, but I mean, that's Blade Runner's great. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. But that's yeah. that's very early. That's like. Yeah. And so like, yeah, I, you know, for this movie, I just I love another thing that came to me is that how much of the and it may be the name Jonesy that sort of like ticked me into it. But so much of like uh, Scott Glenn and, and Jonesy reminded me of Tom Skerritt and like the, the crew in Alien. Um, and, and, and like, you know, probably how much of alien was influenced by, you know, military and naval, Mm -hmm. like the way things looked and, and sort of that feel. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, um, also loved in many ways the, the camera work here. And like, this is like a difference between maybe, like the cinematography of, let's say, Hell or High Water last week, which was more like beautiful. Like it is, there were some great shots and stuff like this. To me, the camera work, and you hit on it, Jim, like if John McTiernan doesn't direct this, I think this has the potential to become the Da Vinci Code with Ron Howard. Yes. <laughs> but, but legitimately, that's what I had in my mind. If you watch The Da Vinci Code, and I love the book, The Da Vinci Code, and I, Ron Howard directs a good movie, like it will be enjoyable or something like that, but it's it, it's at point surface level. Like The Da Vinci Code movie has is a long book, kind of like the Clancy-esque things, lots of moving pieces, lots of characters, but Ron Howard was so safe with it. It was just very much like static camera work, static performances, 
in this, John McTiernan takes all of these chances. There's constant motion in the camera. They use the camera in different ways, whether it's with Dutch angles or the way at some scenes they're making the submarine feel vast. But at other times they're making it feel claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. And Jan de Bont, who did Speed, which is probably his most again? famous movie, Jan de Bont. Wait, one more time. Can you also say Dutch angle again? <laughs> yeah, Dutch angle. <laughs> and Jan de Bont. Jan, Jan de Bont. Jan de Bont. Um, <laughs> was the DP, but he directs Speed. Like, the way the camera movement is utilized in this film is something we haven't seen necessarily a ton. We've talked about cinematography in terms of the picture and stuff. The camera tells a story here mm-hmm. and it, and it has a lot to do because Jim's right. This is, there's not a lot of action in this movie. This is almost a, a, a military procedural at points. And how do you make it feel? It didn't feel slow at all. No. And I think a lot of that was the constant motion of the camera, the editing, the choices that um, are made by the production crew behind this. And it makes a lot. It takes something where if you were very static and was just, we're going to show Sean Connery and we're going to have a static camera and we're not going to have a lot of motion and we're not going to have these edits that are cutting back and forth. This just turns in, it would be like a, boring one of those like history channel half documentary half dramas they make where it's like they have <laughs> yeah. a scene but then they cut to like a professor saying well this is what Hamilton this is did. where he kissed her yes <laughs> what if in the middle of that really tense scene with a torpedo coming straight at them sean connery pulled a ue and then said and then i remembered my charlemagne no he said <laughs> and maybe gush stopping morons like you <laughs> They spent a try lot reading of, a book. It's basically what yes. he did, right? Rather yes. than Flew burning them. the umbrella through the geese. <laughs> I believe this was actually Connery's film right after Last Crusade, because huh. this Last Crusade was 89. They spent like over $20,000 on his hairpiece for this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty impressive. He's, you know, he, he's got a strong hairline in he, this movie. Yeah, he does, which he did not have in real life. That. Yeah. They even when he was bombed, by the way, they had to put ta- he was bald all the way back to the bond days. They had to put wow. ta- two pay. Now, by the way, interestingly enough, Alec Baldwin was not supposed to play Jack Ryan. Okay. The original Jack Ryan was supposed to be Harrison Ford. Okay. And he was too expensive. Yeah. And oh, that would have been they, weird after last. And Crusade. then, yeah. And then they hired um, Alec Baldwin. The movie was the number, I think, top 10, maybe number 11 box office film. And Alec Baldwin decided he was going to ask for a boatload of money mm. to do Patriot Games. And the producer said to him, for that type of money, I could get Harrison Ford. Mm. And he said, well, yeah. I'm not budging. And then they went and got Harrison Ford for the next two months. I think that was a huge mistake. What movies did Alec Baldwin do after this? Like, I, I feel like I just don't think of him as a big star in. Well, this, this kind of was what. <laughs> no, but this is what was supposed to be his break, Katie. That's fair. I mean, he had done Beetlejuice. Oh, he was Beetlejuice doing a, is so. I've, but that is a movie where I don't even think of it as him because exactly. he's so good in it. No, but that's the point. He was doing like those type of roles yeah. where he was mm-hmm. support roles or or secondary roles. This was a big box office hit. Then he starts doing things like the remake for The Getaway. He's in Prelude to a Kiss. Yeah, um, no, I mean, not Glenn Gary. Gary he has the most he famous yes. soliloquy in the, in huh. the He's only in it for I've never seen a little movie. bit. Five, five minutes, <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah, but it's the whole it. like ABC, like. Coffees for closers. That's him. Okay. That whole speech. Oh, he's. But, oh, that's a TV movie. That's interesting. Yeah, but he's doing Stanley stuff. Stanley and Streetcar. Mm-hmm. I, I can't picture oh, it. He had, no, I, I don't remember. The Edge. I, I remember that movie being people Is that liking. the one? He was in Malice with Nicole Kidman and Bill Pullman, which, mm-hmm. I mean, he did some decent movies, but he was not the box office star I think they thought he was going to be. Yeah. Do you know what he was? He was one of those guys, and we've talked about it before, where the, there's a difference between like a, like a super movie star and these guys who just kind of float in are, and are the hot item for a while. Like, you know, 
um, we talked about how Michael G. Board, uh, Michael B. Jordan has the potential to be a, like a superstar, like a movie star, like Tom Cruise. Like he could be around mm-hmm. for 30, 40 years. Yes. Alec Baldwin's more like uh, a Chris Pratt or uh, a Taylor Kitsch. One of these guys who was in like five or six movies and everyone's like, this is going to be the next big Hollywood star. Yeah. And then kind of fades away and alec baldwin's been able to go do tv and do all these other things and he's famous and he's alec baldwin but he's not tom cruise yeah but lucky luck he was lucky that he was funny because i think that's without 30 rock i think it's he's having a rough time um because i think without 30 rock and his appearances on saturday night live yeah, he doesn't he doesn't resonate in, in today. Well, yeah, world. <laughs> he t- I feel like he turns into one of those guys like maybe even Kevin Costner. Right. Which yeah. was he had a run of like six or seven movies in a row where everyone's like, oh, my God, he's the box office star. And then you get this lull. And I would have I mean, to, I, mean I don't know if he's Kevin Costner's level. Kevin Costner's better. Well, he had I think. I think he had more success. Like that's fair. I'll Kevin Costner had too. a bunch of movies that were all. And he has Pretty some good. awesome movies. Yes. Yeah. Uh, fair. That's a fair point. Um, when we're watching this, it, again, is kind of like Hell or High Water. And this was a fairly decently budgeted movie. I'm not saying this was a cheap movie. But it did make me long for movies that made you think a little bit, long. that had intelligent characters in it, that had real stakes in it, <laughs> as opposed to... You know, just let's John spend two hundred million dollars. Oh, yeah, <laughs> John Wick, Godzilla films, like those the things. The MCU. Where it's honest to God, we we are chatting about this in our text chat with the pop battled guys. I have no desire to revisit any of the MC move, MCU movies. Maybe ever. I don't What's, know. What does MCU mean? Marvel Cinematic, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Universe. I always get the Marvel and the Universe, and I'm like, what's this? I mean, I, I would. I would, the only reason I would revisit them at this point is if the girls wanted to watch them. Mm. Um, Which that's when I might w- yeah. want to do it, and that would be fine. Well, luckily, since we are all in the mood to have our thinking caps on when we are watching movies and have strong character-driven uh, plot, next week we get to watch Best in Show. <laughs> Oh, we've canceled that. We're watching Weekend at Bernie's. And what? No, we're not. I'm kidding. Oh my! God. I was going to quit week, right we now. We are watching Justice quit. League. No. Get excited. <laughs> no. Um, but no. this this was a fun one. It was one that did a good job of um, having tension. Probably one that has not been movie. seen in a long time. Just a good, doesn't need to be solid again. Movie. Oh, I'll watch it again. <laughs> Katie's Katie's done with the with the submarine. <laughs> it is interesting. There was a run there for a yeah, while. Yeah, U five seven one. Yeah, uh, there was, was a lot of submarine, submarine drama movies. Yeah. That was like what was the Crimson Tide? Like, yeah, Crimson Tide, which is a good movie. Denzel and Gene Hackman. Mm-hmm. That might be worth a watch at some point. Yeah. Uh, but it was interesting. It was like when we talked about like the prep school movies, and it was yeah. around the same time, yeah. like that mid to early nineties. There was all those like prep school movies, and then there were also submarine movies. Yeah. Agreed. Now, here's a question for you. Would you when you look at we've had this odd run of a little bit of early 90s movies recently, when you look at this movie or you look at like the fugitive, Mm -hmm. which would you rather watch of these two? Would you rather watch this? I go Red October, Red October. It it, and then uh, yeah, Yeah. it's interesting. Harrison Ford versus Alec Baldwin. It's Uh, the same, though, like like it's all about for that question. I think it's all about. How do you want to feel when you're watching the movie? And Katie and I typically want to feel totally different when we're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Same thing happens with music. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. We know what we like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We like yeah. Brian. Sort of. We both Watch. agree on Brian. That's all. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And Ted Lasso. We both agree how Brian makes us feel. <laughs> Brian and makes us awful. feel warm and squishy. It's, unco- it's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's, un- <laughs> it's very, very uncomfortable. I make myself I feel, feel damp. uncomfortable. I feel damp. I feel damp right now. <laughs> 
feels like oh, it feels like Shape of Water in here, damp. Oh God! Uh, the, you know that whole funny. room in Shape of Water was very damp. But you know, interesting. <laughs> you say the, that. Though. What's the guy's name in Shape of Water? The creature. The creature. Which the the sea. That uh, the let's creature. not get back in the gym's weird movie, movie fetish stuff. Movie. His weird ah, fetish movies. Where's your egg timer? That he used to make us watch. So the beginning I of this podcast it. was oh, a that was a best picture. I will watch I Shape of Water over and over again. That was the best picture. Red winner. October goes in the dust. But bin. you know what's interesting <laughs> is they actually use the techniques. Um, yeah in Shape of Water that they used in Red October to film the sub. None mm -hmm. of the sub was underwater. That was the same process they did with Shape of Water well, because they can't. thank you, Red October, for That's that. That's right. You got Shape of Water. There you go. And no creepy sex in Red All October. Right. All right. Watch Hunt for Red October. Could have used a little creepy sex. Yeah. <laughs> no, I am well, sure those men were getting <laughs> very, yeah, very who lonely. You, who would you like to have seen... <laughs> What scene would you like to have seen? Let's let's play this out. No, no. you're writing Red October cosplay. Listen, Jock Ryan. Do you like to go fishing? Yeah, yeah they were going fishing together. I'll tell you that much. Right, Outside at the manhole. At the. <laughs> it is time for game of the week, and this time we are copying in the Com Majors time machine. And going back to the lovely year 1990. Do we not have Yui Lewis? Where is the Yui Lewis? We, we can't play it because they block us as soon as we play Damn like it. 10 seconds of it now. So we We're lose our, our. We lose yeah. Yui Lewis. Listen yeah. to Yui Lewis. Pause us. Listen to Yui Lewis. Come back. We'll, yeah. we'll just wait here for two and a half minutes for you. Katie's going rogue on this one, <laughs> by the way. I want, uh, right. I want none of these movies. I want none of these TV shows. You guys can do all of that without me. I will meet you at th the three songs. I'm going to sit this, right there. I am just saying <laughs> these 1990 when I looked at Oh, it, you're missing out. You're missing out on some of this no, stuff. Uh, all not. right. So we're in the Com Majors time machine. Uh, perhaps I'll cut a demo of back in time. My own mm. demo. Um, on my, I can't wait to hear on that. My guitar. I'll get my keyboard guitar. Mm -hmm. Jim, could you play we skip to a the game? version of it <laughs> at your live pale reason? I, can, I cannot. I then cannot. we could use it. <laughs> I can't. All right, here we go. I will not. All right, so it's 1990. Um, these are three of the biggest box office hits, believe it or not, of yep. 1990. Uh, number one, Mr. Patrick Swayze in Ghost, uh, a film that. Everyone who listens to Com Majors knows how we feel about Pretty Woman or Home Alone. Which film would you be going to if you hopped in a time machine and went back to 1990 and got to go see something in a theater? Katie. Right. No, no, right. you just said you're out. Well, I uh, thought she I was being overly something. dramatic. I, I will go. I will go and see Ghost because you know that I love Patrick Swayze. Okay. And I love sexy time, so I'm in. Yeah, okay. I was surprised you wouldn't at okay. least just be. You're not. I don't think I've, we're not I a feel ghost like fan. I've only seen it once. Yeah, really? it's a good movie. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, I think it is. That I one guy, you know, it's... he's the bad guy from the beginning because he's such a Tony Goldwyn. He's a yeah. hate the face. Yes. As soon as you see his face, you're like, I that bad guy, damn, yeah, no good. Mm. He's like uh, Johnny from from Karate Kid. I only Johnny. remember the three. <laughs> anyway. All right, what I'm doing, going Jim? home home alone. The in-theater experience seeing Home Alone for the first time. I think honestly, Home Alone is the best movie on that list. It's the most inventive, interesting movie. Yeah. yeah. I would pick Home Alone as well. I remember yeah. seeing it, going to see it in the theater, thought it was great. And I think that it I it's probably a few years ago I watched it because it's hilarious. Claire, Claire wanted to see it. She enjoyed it. The, I enjoyed it. I thought it, it 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 stands the test of time. The moment he puts that tarantula on Ugh. what's his name's that's face, how, that's what you had to go for. And he screamed the scream that that Joe uh, Pesci. no, it's no. David Daniel Stern, right? Daniel Stern. Yes, Daniel Stern gets that. The the moment he screams, I think Eva laughed for like twenty <laughs> minutes straight. <laughs> so like, there is there is something about that movie. That is, uh, that's just awesome. I love that movie. It right. is. Do you know what? It's like, uh, remember we had the discussion a couple of weeks ago 
it it's like one of those movies if it's on you're willing to wait yeah. and you'll watch it because you want to get to the end yeah. so you'll sit there and be like oh it's on regular tv i'll sit here for a while because i want to get to the tarantula i want to get to the paint cans flying yeah. down i want to get to all that stuff it's it is a good movie yeah and it is worth doing uh all right let's go to tv now for tv uh we had been in and around this time period in the time machine before so i instead i decided to pick um shows that were on the fox network because in 1990 the fox network is new to the scene i think it's like 88 or 89 it comes and these are the three big shows Mm -hmm. that allow Fox as a network to actually challenge the original three. Nobody had been able to challenge CBS, ABC, or NBC up to this point. And Fox comes out with what is surprising when we think of Fox today as some pretty edgy, (laughs) cutting edge, kind of almost shocking things pushing the envelope in ways that I don't think we would associate it with the modern context. But these are the three big shows for them in 1990. Married with Children, The Simpsons, which actually premiered 89 slash 90. So this is like first year Simpsons coming off the Tracy Allman show mm-hmm. or in living color. Who wants to go first? I was not allowed to watch any of these. Shows. I can't imagine you were allowed I, I'm pretty to watch sure any the of this whole station of Fox was banned in my house. Um but I've always been intrigued by The Simpsons, and I feel like maybe I'll just start with season one. <clears throat> yeah, you know what's funny is I think the the Married with Children is basically like an updated um, all in the family. all in the family. Yes. So I crossed that off. It's great, but I crossed it off. The Simpsons was is totally an amazing show and probably the best show in the list. But it actually doesn't really get its legs for another three or four years. Yeah, first year Simpson <clears throat> was crude. But in, in Living Color, I don't think it was around for very long. It was it was really a snapshot, and it was basically uh, an SNL with people of color. Yes, and, um, yeah. And granted, there is stuff there that does not age well at all. Um, but that I think in the long term of like comedy and seeing people of color in prime time does, it does a lot. Um, granted the Cosby show was probably right up there in, in, in a bigger way, but in living color was, was at least for me was looking at people of color, not having to pretend to be white. Well, it was cutting edge, right? Which like, I get, yeah. like it, what's interesting is that network at that time was willing to take. Think about the Fly Girls chances. first of all. The the Fly Girls, which even now when I watch like the video for the girls will watch the video for Taylor Swift, shake it off. There's like in that video, there's like different people, different styles of dance done over yes. and over again. And there's one that is totally based on like the Fly Girl like hip hop dancing. Absolutely. And even now I'm like, Ooh, like what are they wearing? (laughs) And like to imagine that they were doing that on prime time in 1990, it was not, it was eight o'clock. It was JLo and like, yeah. And I think some of the skits that they did were so funny. Like it was the Chappelle show of the nineties. Like it was that funny. Um, yeah, granted we probably wouldn't be laughing as much at the, at the homophobic characters and things like that. No. But, but there's, there's other stuff like fire marshal bill, which is hilarious. Jim Carrey gets his start on in living color because he said no one else would give him a shot. Um, you have Damon Wayne's doing things like homie, the clown or this old box where he's a bum, like doing home improvements on his, his box. Totally inappropriate. Right. But unlike anything else that we saw at that time. Well, it's also reflective of societies at points, right? right? So and and that changes over time. And maybe that pushed boundaries to people to realize some of that stuff shouldn't be joked about in that way. But right. I watched But the Simpsons is the same way, by the way. Yeah, that's very fair. Yeah. I would, you know, having Married with Children, I, I think I might pick because that was the one that I wasn't necessarily always allowed to watch. 
<laughs> do, do you know what I mean by yeah. that? Like, so we would have been like 11 or 12. The Simpsons you could get away with because it was a cartoon. And mm-hmm. I agree with Jim. Simpsons took a couple of years to really hit its stride. I remember the Simpsons used to be on Thursday night and challenged Cosby. Yeah. And it, it, it went. It was a huge deal when it surpassed. Cosby, Cosby. won every week in our house. I Yo, still we, remember a kid on my street was never allowed to watch um, the Simpsons because after like the first couple episodes, I think there was a scene where Bart like stood up on a rock and like peed and this kid did that somewhere and they were his parents were like you're never watching the Simpsons Bart Simpson again. was blamed for so many right. choices. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> and, he well here like, and it's funny though cuz that that is the change that the the show made that made it iconic rather than just this it one thing. It shifted. It shifted from Bart to Homer. To Homer. Mm-hmm. And once it did that the Michael Scottness of Homer took mm-hmm. over and it went it went crazy. And the demographic changed. Right. It right. wasn't a show for, it wasn't aimed aiming for kids anymore right and it could get political it could get mm-hmm. it could get very it satire could, it could become, yeah it, it was could be more intellectual right satire right and then, and without the simpsons we don't get south park we don't get sure. family guy we don't get no, any, of, those any of that yeah. stuff yeah. i'd like so, to explore it it's, um it's a lot there's, it's on yeah. disney plus there's 600 seasons it's, there, yeah, it's all on disney plus. <laughs> but when conan was writing for it i think that's those are the strong years Mm-hmm. Do you know you can watch just the Halloween episodes on mm-hmm. Disney Plus right now? They pulled Ooh. all the Halloween ones out. Oh, I would like for that. Halloween. I showed the. But uh, do they edit them? Because they've edited some of the Not other the stuff. Crow. I think. I don't know that? if they did. The I think. <laughs> Katie just said uh, she she's the English English major. I yeah. Myself. I like, what did I just We're the com major. She just said. <laughs> I love when they do the crow. I show my all I could think about was uh, I was like what was like what Brandon, Brandon. Yeah, that's the where guy I was. Brandon, <laughs> do you mean Brandon Lee. the Raven? Even I, I know exactly what it is, Brian. My brain my is not working. I'm trying right. to sleep. <laughs> so I'll t- I'll pick Married with Children though. I watch both the yeah. other two shows. All right, and finally, music. These are all top ten. This isn't even close. Songs. They're, I'm just telling come you. At me. All, I will come at you because at one of these is the come one of the greatest me. vocal performances okay. ever. Fine. Right. And the other two are are nice pop songs. I will say this. Two out of the three of these songs I have on my iPad. All right. And, and you're probably to two, the probably two. I feel you. Yeah. I understand. Okay. All right. Say the things. Okay. Brian. Go. Uh, the number one song that year. Mm-hmm. was Hold On mm-hmm. by Wilson Phillips. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor mm-hmm. or Vogue mm-hmm. by Madonna. What does I, anybody want to listen to? I agree, James. Though you know my love for Wilson Phillips yeah. runs deep and That's I would fine. like you to bury me slash cremate me with How do you want to feel when you listen to the song? You are right. Totally Sinead different. O'Connor, Nothing Compares to You is like a full body experience. <laughs> Prince written song. It's incredible. So yes. And this I, might be I the year. That. Was this the year? Did she do this on SNL? Is this when yes. she she ripped up the picture of the Pope? Yes. And yep. then Chris Christopherson <laughs> said, don't let the bastards get you down. The famous thing like they had oh, in yeah. SNL. He got in trouble for that. Well, whatever. Dude, she should have idea she, what was going on. She, she, yeah. We all should have known what was going on back then. Yes. But anyway, um, that, vocal performance on that song i i just can't pick anything else vogue vogue is like madonna's version of we didn't start the fire and it's it's whatever it's not even it's top memorable. 20 of it's her a memorable songs. song maybe well, it's top it's, 20 I think, maybe it is, i i don't think it's, it's i don't it's think that's a good moment. song I don't think Vogue's a good. I no. don't own that, Jim. You probably thought the, I own Vogue. The, I know you. The, it's the other two. I figured yes. after and I really Sh- thought about it. Sinead O'Connor would be my choice. Yeah. Even though I do love me some Wilson Phillips. Love Wilson Phillips. If you don't, you haven't experienced their Christmas album, <laughs> you are escaping. It gets extreme ooh, wow. torture. It gets I heavy kinda, rotation in our uh, house. I would, at I would kind of like that. My I'm favorite, sure Aileen would love it. Ooh, hey Santa. No, no, no I hey, would like Santa, it more. Santa. Oh, I know that song. That's a good song. It is my not a good Christmas. Song. It's a great song. I hate my favorite. You. My favorite Christmas song is "All I Want for Christmas." It makes you me want to be on the naughty list for punching. That's like we have to do. We should do one of those. Remember when they said that show where they had to 
They had to switch spouses for just a week. We, Katie and I could listen oh to the God. Christmas music. Brian and I. Brian, at my yoga class last night, the playlist was Yacht Rock. You would have loved it. You would have loved it. Mm. Check out my Spotify playlist. Yacht Rock is exactly how I do not want to feel when listening to music. <laughs> but I do understand why so many people want that in oh, their music. Come on. It, there's some great stuff in that. You know what, Jim? Hold on for one more day. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Uh, all right. Time for a five question. Sailing. It, it's, it's sailing, right? Christopher Cross has to be Take the one away. that is responsible for this whole genre. Right? The, the, the genre well, gets its where, name yes, from him. It gets it from him. Yeah. I don't, that great. I don't hate him. I don't hate him. It wasn't even that good. There's so much better yacht rock than but I don't Sailing's a great song. I don't care for yes, him. it is. But and he was actually, I think, a pretty good guitar player. Yeah. But anyway. All right. Five question time. Here we go. Okay. You want answers? I do. You want answers? I do. <laughs> I want the truth. Mm -hmm. Make some man, Mr. Lebowski. Paratesticles, sir. Yeah, <laughs> Why? All right, time for five questions. I will be answering this week, and Katie's asking. I wrote them. I, I did. Yes, I did. Katie I wrote is these. asking. All Great right, Brian. Five questions. Thumbs up or thumbs down on submarines? Like the sandwich? Great question. <laughs> I was thinking. What could the go fuck either. is a submarine sandwich? I, I actually I, I, taught my students this this week. They did not know that that's where the term sub comes from. Yeah. Uh, also, I, that's not what it's fucking called. Um, I Some also learned it is. that a hoagie began as something called a hoggy because, because it was of... sold on Hog Island mm -hmm. in I Philadelphia. Yep. Uh, there is less than zero chance that I would ever get into an actual submarine. Same. Yeah. When you think about just being enclosed by water, that's terrifying. terrifying. Now, I've done the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea thing at Disney World well, where you do go too. underwater for a minute. That's not around anymore, right? No, they, they took it out. And even that, I was like, oh, I don't like this. Uh -uh. I don't love it. Now, just remember, that in this scenario, there's also a nuclear reactor strapped to your ass. Nope. Yeah. No, thank you. To be clear, I don't like the ocean. We've established <laughs> this long ago. So the idea of living in it, one of the reasons I don't like going in the water is because I believe that is a fish's home. And I feel like I'm violating <laughs> yeah. their the, space. It's like the only the the only worst place to go would be space, right? Mm -hmm. I might pick space over the ocean. I think I would. Pick space? I think I would go to space. Just the whole idea of like, do you ever see Air. gravity? Yeah, it's terrifying. Yes. I, I mean, I'm not going out there. No. To not be clear, myself. I'm not doing either. No, it's difficult for true. me to go to Unless, a hotel. I don't go to a hotel that doesn't have high speed internet. So the idea of going to any of these other I think they have is... high speed internet in both of these places. Questionable. All right. All right. <laughs> Would you rather? Would you rather fly in a helicopter over the ocean in a storm? Or visit a nuclear power plant under the ocean, as previously referenced. Uh, lots of people die in helicopters. Yeah, helicopters are not good. So I think I would actually go to an underwater nuclear power plant because I feel like then I would be in some kind of dream or a mission or <laughs> where such a, a thing exists where such a things exist or I would be like watching a Mission Impossible movie <laughs> yeah. so I would be okay <laughs> sounds good all right fill in the blank if I could learn any language as my second language it would be Mandarin mm -hmm. so that this podcast could go to China <laughs> I would love to just hear we, Brian speaking Mandarin we would what I will not, offensive I, things would he be able to spew? Look up on Google Translator, com majors in Mandarin. We <laughs> would be huge in China. I would I mean, Stranger be, Things have gone viral in China. We're big in Poland. Literally viral. Not. We are big in Poland. We are not. China two could. Two is more than one. <laughs> um, we could be huge in that country. We could. I think. We could be huge. We could probably get through some of the filters. If you listen yeah. to last week's episode, we were talking about the benefits of striking against a capitalistic, yeah. oppressive, large banking system. 
True. We could go right in there <laughs> and have literally tens of people in China <laughs> listening to us if the Internet wasn't restricted. All right. I'm just saying. Uh, question number four. Favorite. Going along with this idea of languages, what is your favorite accent? This film had a few good ones. Yes, they did. Um, maybe like a New Zealand accent. Oh, New Zealand's Austria. good. I would also, for a short term, like to have a Cockney accent from like a Charles fun. Dickens novel. Uh, what are you doing, actually... yeah, <laughs> I kind of want to sound like Noel Gallagher from Oasis. Oh, oh nice. I'm watching right. normal people right now on Hulu, and the Irish accents are everything for me. Periwinkle. Oh, my gosh. Or, uh, you know what uh, comes to mind? Brad Pitt's accent. Yeah, in... yeah, yeah. But nobody would ever Snatch. understand what you're yeah. saying. That works for me. Probably better for me. <laughs> and a pair of them shoes. It's actually pretty uh, spot on. Mama. Yeah, probably would work. <laughs> help me more. Tommy, what All do right. you have that gun for? The Germans. The Germans. Germans. Question number five, deep thoughts. What will retirement look like for you? Sean Connery is very excited about fishing. What's Brian Costello excited oh, about? Well, I can tell you what I'm not going to do. Fish. <laughs> Never fished once in my life. A for referenced uh, water. Yeah. Never <laughs> fish. That's like Wouldn't pulling go to a lake. That's like pulling a person out of their home and yeah. drowning them. <laughs> I am not a human trafficker, so I would not steal someone from their home okay. and then exploit them. Uh, whoa. Probably. Um, I don't know. I haven't thought about it because I don't think I would do well in retirement mm. is my guess. Yeah. You're going to be don't... a coach. You're going to be coaching. Something. You're going to be a coach and you are going to watch all of the movies you have not gotten to. Yeah. Four. Yes. Four. <laughs> Books, four. movies. Yeah. Basketball. Probably those things. Um, if if the school Pretzels. year keeps going the way that it's going, I might want to retire. Early retirement. Early retirement. Seems like might a good be a time great for idea. Sabbatical. Might be a great time. Um, and that's five questions. Right. We have breaking oh, news. Next week, mm -hmm. we have a very, 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 very. Very, very special guest. Aaron Powers will maybe be joining us I don't know, for what is a tremendous film, as Katie teased earlier, Best in Show. Can't wait. Can't wait. Catherine O'Hara, Eugene Levy. United again for the is first Chris, time. Is Chris, for the fourth time. Is Chris Elliott in that? I can't remember. It's been so, so long I don't think since he I've is. seen no. it. No. Is he not in that one? No, I don't think he Stifler's is. Mom Parker, is in it. Parker Posey's in it. Yeah. Doug oh Durham my God! Yes. It. Parker um, Posey and Fred. and I forget the, the her husband's I name. Forget, I forget her. But they're the ones that are like, so. yeah, we met it. We met by looking at each other in the, Starbucks uh, across the street. The Weimariner oh. family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were the, the braces. The yeah. Oh you were, my God. We were we were both reading Jake Crew catalogs. Can't wait. I, I am very excited for this. Aileen has never seen Oh, she's going to love this what film. What is happening? She is going to love Aileen. this movie. I know, her, oh, I'm nervous. What if she doesn't like it? Oh, it's not it's, possible. It's like right up her alley. Okay. I might be sleeping on your couch in Philadelphia if she doesn't like mm -hmm. it. <laughs> might tell Scout to move I don't know over. I what to do. Move over, Scout. Mm. Uh, remember to like, share, subscribe, review. Uh, and PSA. Vote, friends. It's that time. Make your voting plan. Yeah. Figure it out. Be specific. Know how you're getting your vote in. Unless you're voting for Trump, then don't vote. <laughs> well, well there you go. I I said it. And if you're waiting in a it. long voting line because voting access is not equal for all, <clears throat> listen to commagers. Call us. We'll, or, well, listen find to you us. Some people. So I did I did get the Mandarin translation for communication majors, but we it's it's basically it. just a bunch of characters, you? so I don't. I yes, thought it would please. say it for you. Oh. Could you call Adrian and have her translate it for us? Hold on. Excellent. Yeah. See you hey! next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>